play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 289. And this marks the day where we are broadcasting on new microphones. Yes, got some new mics going on. Eric sounds so much better because yeah. we've had some lower end mics for a while, but we are leveling up here at SLC Punkcast. Oh yeah, this is the season of change. This is the season of growth. Despite the fact that this is the season of death. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the literal season of death. And last week I saw a suggestion about time stamping the songs. I like that suggestion. Hadn't thought of doing that. I will do that. Uh, probably just on our Facebook post uh, is where I'll include that. So anybody that wants to see where the time stamping is, go look at the post that comes out on Facebook because I probably won't get to it on all of the other posts and such. So, See, uh, that's a compromise, yes. <laughs> we'll get that done. Uh, let's get in this episode. We have a great interview, second interview with the band Half Dizzy. We have Dan and Dizzy that'll be joining us later on in the show. We're going to be playing some new music from Half Dizzy as they put out a new EP very recently. We'll talk more about that here shortly. Speaking of new stuff, let's get into the new stuff that has come out, will be coming out. Uh, I'm going to start on October 29th. The band Habgier, Habgier, H-A-B-G-I-E-R. I believe they're from Germany because it looked like a lot of those tracks Habgier. were. Okay, I'm going to go with what Eric Habgier. said. Uh, 8 Up Records is where you'll find their release, Greed. Fornicators, they just put out a new single called Home, or no, sorry, No Sweet Home. Uh, that's the single. They have a new album coming uh, on the 31st. Several releases. So all of you that have heard all the Halloween tracks that we played, the Halloween episode, Halloween theme track episode, rather, that I played over on Punkin' Worldwide, and you dig that stuff and you like listening to it, or you're still in the mood for it, or that's something that you want to check out year-round, well, guess what? Several releases came out on October 31st after we were basically done playing all that stuff for the season. But there's a lot of cool stuff to check out. For instance, the Hellbound Hitmen put out Red Rum. These are all October 31st releases. Sharptooth put out Imperfect Animal. The Decline put out The Werewolf of Fever Swamp, which is a single. That's over on P Records. Pumpkin Kings released Alone on Halloween. I think that was like eight tracks. That's over on Von Toxic Records. The Battle Beats put out a new EP called Get Lost. Vinny Suffredini uh, put out an Astro Zombies Misfits cover. That was released as a single. Uh, Desborde, they released self-titled Desborde uh, uh, EP on 31st. Divided Heaven put out a cover. Not a Halloween cover, but it's a cover. Eleanor Rigby. And finally, Dead Evil put out their release, Dead Evil, which is filled with a lot of horror punk tracks. So a lot of cool stuff mm. included there. Uh, several releases even before that date that I came across just recently with some Halloween-themed tracks, not necessarily entire releases, but a lot of cool stuff. So a lot of stuff came out 31st. Go check it out. On November 1st, Standard Issue, they released Can We Be Free, which is an EP. Ran put out A Trabalar on Pasadaric Pat's Records. Uh, Vagtlos put out Cacophony on Mevzu Records on the 3rd. One Fall put out One Fall, three tracks. That's an EP over on, or not on, but uh, EP on the 3rd. Sick Waiting put out 
a fine hill to die on on P Records on the 4th, a Sunliner putting out self-titled on Lockjaw Records on the 4th, Dr. Explosion putting out Superioridad Moral on Slovenly Records, Rambo, which is an acronym, R-A-M-B-O, put out Defy Extinction, Rough Cuts put out Last Call EP, which is the final release of the band Rough Cuts. Fantastic band. Had Mike on the show. Uh, go check out that EP. It's awesome. The Bare Minimum put out Is a Gateway Drug. So you read it as The Bare Minimum Is a Gateway Drug. That's uh, on the 4th. Uh, Youth Fountain put out Keepsakes and Reminders, deluxe version on the 4th. The Boys, that's B-O-I-S, The Boys released Rise Again on Insurgents Records along with No Heart, putting out their self-titled, which is pretty fucking awesome. I love that one. I've been listening to that today. The Veins, that was also on Insurgents Records. The Veins put out My Ammunition EP on Die Hipster Records. On the 5th, Revanche, Revanche put out Ah uh, uh, Jamaz uh, EP on Primator Crew on the 5th. On the 7th, The Sambas put out Une Époque Formidable on uh, Rusty Knife Records. Jigsaw Youth put out a new single on the 7th called Skin. Ingrates put out Don't Be a Stranger with another single, I Don't Care. That's the 7th. On Slua has put out an EP on Tough Ain't Enough Records called How You Getting On. I think I'm reading that right. It's A-N-S-L-U-A. I am not sure how else to pronounce that. A-N-S-L-U-A? Yeah, two words. A-N-S-L-U-A. On Slua. Anslua. Yeah. I guess that's how it go. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Where are they from? Uh, most bands that come out on Tough Ain't Enough Records are Western European. A lot of them somewhere in Spain, whether it be Basque area or, you know, Spanish area of Spain. Huh. Okay. I don't know specifically, but I did hear a couple of the tracks, and I thought it was pretty good, so I recommend heading over. Man, Tough Ain't Enough Records put out great releases, so if you're not following them, go follow them on Bandcamp. You will get notifications of a lot of cool shit. Finally, up to today, Decline put out Broken, which is a single on New Age Records. Still Ill uh, put out a compilation called Pilipinas uh, Hardcore, which Volume 3, which is basically Philippine bands, hardcore bands. I think there were six of them, six or seven, on Still Ill Records. So if you want to hear some Filipino Hardcore, go check that one out. Prior Convictions, now wait for it, they released a track called Bleeding Blue, so before anybody decides they're not going to listen to it because it's called Bleeding Blue, this is for all you hockey fans, they're Toronto Maple Leafs fans, uh, them <laughs> specifically, and this is a specific track about their, ta- their team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So for all you hockey folks, especially if you are a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, you should go check out Bleeding Blue from... Prior convictions. Blue ice matters. <laughs> the third rates, they're releasing Escape from the City single on the 11th. City Saints, they're releasing Punk and Roll double LP on Sunny Bastards Records on the 11th. A Vulture Wake is releasing One Kingdom, sorry, One Kingdom Animal because there's periods after those. That's an EP on the 11th. Rejection Pact is releasing Can We Wait on the 11th. Action Adventure is releasing Imposter Syndrome on the 11th. Einhorn Krieger is releasing Ten Hayara Wonsen Punk Rock Rebellion on Lake Town Records. They're German. I have no idea if I said that even close to correctly. Wonsen Punk Rock Records. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, two Minute Miners putting out their four-way Chicago split called Hold the Catch Up on the 11th. Tot, T-O-T, is releasing Ferin 
on Spastic Fantastic Records, another German band, German release there. Uh, finally, on the 11th, Dal Failure is releasing a Distant Memory single on P Records. That's an Australian label. And then the last release dates I'm going to get to are the 18th and 19th. All these are on the 18th here. The Soul or Soul Side releasing a brief moment in the sun on Discord Records. The Real Mackenzie's releasing Songs of the Highlands, Songs of the Sea. Lugosi is releasing Inconsolable on Pogo Records. Violin is releasing self-titled Violin on EP on Navida Es Un Amos Discos. And finally, on the 19th, the Scoffs are releasing The Lonely Ones. That was a lot of new releases, so go check out well, that new yeah. stuff, and hopefully some of that stuff is on your release radar. Eric, what do you have to add to the list? Uh, the list of the, uh, yeah, it's a long list because all these albums are coming out just in time for the holiday season. You got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So if any of you uh, avid uh, vinyl collectors out there hear something that suits your interest, then yeah, you better uh, start making that list to all the People you love, all of your collective Santa Clauses or Sunder Clauses or whatever in the hell other uh, gift giver people celebrate as per their uh, religious holiday. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I am not that well accustomed to that. <laughs> I don't even call it Christmas. I call it Yule. That's basically what we celebrate. Hey, yeah. Yeah, with the whole the trees and the and the Santa and the presents and all that. And that's, uh, that's from Yule. And Christmas is just the little, the little kid who was born in the middle of the desert. <laughs> anyway, as for uh, new releases, I do have some uh, releases that go back a ways. Uh, one, I would like to uh, uh, reiterate Malatesta from France doing Untertage. That album came out on the 1st of August, and I finally got around to listening to it today. <laughs> And yeah, pretty pretty good, pretty heavy stuff. A lot of uh, crusty D beat type shit. <clears throat> if I find a track that really uh, sticks out, I'll uh, talk about it. Uh, but until then, uh, just wait. <laughs> That's pretty much all we can do. Uh, and also, one that I uh, just discovered last week was the new album Bullseye from the Transmission Now. I did not know they released a new album. Oh, cool. Yeah, that came out on the 5th of September. So I'm just uh, plugging that one. If you knew that it was already out, well, I'm uh, here to join the club, fellas. <laughs> so, yeah, Bullseye, I listened to that a few times. It's some, it's some good stuff. The Bullseye has that sort of, uh, uh, sort of uh, I don't want to say wimpy, but soft punk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the type of stuff, uh, just the multiple bands that are riding off the coattails of uh, Alkaline Trio. It's got, a, it's got a lot of Lawrence Arms off with their heads, uh, sort of a mid-career flatliners. It's got that vibe to it. And Transmission Now, they do it very well. And let's see, all the other, uh, yeah, all the other uh, releases that, uh, that I have here, most of them are ones that you have uh, that you just plugged, like the new songs from Decline and Rejection Pact and uh, Jigsaw Youth, which I will be talking about in a few minutes. Um, I do want to refresh the memories of those who didn't, who have forgotten about some of the releases, like the One Too Many's The Big Score or Show Me the Body's Trouble the Water and Forced to Suffer's Absolute Solace. And my friends and Sacrilegion released yet another single for their upcoming record from Witches Nightmares Crawl with Transfixed and Spiral Ambiguity. Okay, we get it. You own a dictionary. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, death metal kids. We know you're nerds. 
you know, behind all those studs and the long hair and the black little leather things, the little armbands and everything. Yeah. You only are really good at your instruments because you didn't have a social life. <laughs> okay, no, if you didn't have a social life, you'd be, uh, you'd be doing like the type of stuff that Periphery does. <laughs> death metal, death metal heads, yeah, you had a social life. <laughs> but we know where your allegiance lies. <laughs> anyway, Sacrilege and their, yeah, the two songs they have out already are really great. And yeah, goes without saying, but more to come. <laughs> And that's all I got for uh, brand stinking new releases. Some of them not as stinking, but still brand new. And one of the, one of which I'm going to talk about, the lovely ladies from Jigsaw Youth. Yes. Oh, my God. These ladies, these people, these, uh, this little three-piece from New York, they have somehow managed to get heavier with each release. I have. It's sort of like that thing with... Uh, Ah, oh, I cannot remember the I can't remember the the name, but that industrial band that's like always releasing singles but never releases an album. Right. Yeah, I can't remember their name off I the can't top either. of my head. But it seems like Jigsaw Youth has kind of fallen into that uh not trap, but that sort of uh I don't know, the way that they are releasing because they've got they've had a few singles come out like two to three per year, basically, the last couple of years, and they only have one full length to their name. I don't even remember if it is a full length. Maybe it's just an EP. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. I can't remember. Their discography is kind of uh, spotty when you compare it to like Spotify or Bandcamp. So I don't know what is what anymore. But what I do know is the music that is available is awesome. And this new release, Skin, which just came out today, is not today, two days ago. So I was kind of close. <laughs> so yes, two days ago, they released the song Skin. And I will say, it's still pretty heavy. It's still got that uh, punk rock landmark in there. But they are just inches away from sounding less like a punk band and more like just a heavy rock band. That's just uh, regarding the sound of this uh, single. So let's listen to it and let's see what you guys think. Here's Skin. Yeah. 
Call it what you will, call it punk, call it hard rock. One thing that I will say that it is not is sonically boring. Because there is a lot going on in this song, at least in terms of its music. It is reminding me of like the weird pace that rock was doing in the 90s, be- becoming a little more, uh, uh, taking a lot more uh, body, body music interpretations in there. You know, just... Uh, the type of bands like uh, Section 8 or Helmet just paving that way for uh, alternative metal and alternative rock subsequently. Okay. But it's still got that veil of garage rock from the 60s just like loaded in there. It's still got that Phil Spector wall of sound. And then you just have uh, vocals that are harmonizing. You know, it's still just kind of soothing and then it knows when to scream. And on top of that, they're all like uh, digitized. Which is stuff that you hear in a lot of industrial bands. I mean, Al Jurgensen did it, Trent Reznor did it, Marilyn Manson did it. And that was such a 90s thing as well. So yeah, it is a bit of a hodgepodge to say the least. (laughs) So yeah, that's what I mean by call it what you will. Because uh, one thing I can say about Jigsaw Youth is they don't pigeonhole themselves. And that I can respect. Right. Yeah, so yeah, keep doing what you're doing, guys. And maybe release a lot of... uh, Instead of releasing a lot of tracks separately, maybe release them more cohesively. In other words, make a fucking LP already. <laughs> <laughs> Put them all together with a couple tracks that you're going to release, right? Yeah, seriously. I mean, what do you expect? Uh, you expect your listeners to be handed a bunch of different puzzle pieces and put it together themselves? I mean, that's kind of ingenious in today's market, but still, <laughs> some of us still prefer to listen to albums back to back. Right. <sighs> okay, I'm done bitching. You guys are awesome. Your music is awesome, and you are killing it. Well, speaking of people that are killing it, next band, The Apathetics, here uh, from Salt Lake City, right, Eric? Yeah, that band sucks. <laughs> 
Yes, Apathetics, two singles released in mid-October on the 15th. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to play one of them here. If you didn't know, you don't listen to the end of the episodes, because Eric tells you that he's also in this band. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'd sell that. I mean, I don't have uh, control of the Apathetics Instagram or... Yeah, just the Instagram I don't have control of. Or the Bandcamp, now that I think about it. I just have access to the Facebook. But that doesn't mean they don't exist. Right. <laughs> so I don't know how the, uh, you know, how the stats are looking. But I will say, like, uh, my anonymous uh, Instagram page, we're getting a few likes every week. That's awesome. And it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Some of them, you could just tell, are like uh, bots. And they don't last long. All right. I do is just not follow them back. Right. But every once in a while, we get some, like, uh, we get some people whose names I don't recognize, whose faces I don't recognize, and just some bands that are from the other side of the planet, which I still think is awesome. And then I get messages upon messages of people who are like, hey, if you want us to do a logo, or you want us to do a shirt design, or an album cover, is it? I'm like, yes, yes, and yes, but what we don't have is funds for that, so right. we will get back to you. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that at least is pretty awesome. I don't know if it has anything to do with uh, listeners on this uh, on the punk cast, but it might. And so long as it keeps, uh, so long as I keep recording, I'm gonna keep plugging my other endeavors. So long as you keep listening, and yeah, one of my other endeavors happens to be the apathetics. Yes, two tracks. I wanted to play one. Eric's not that kind of guy that would just pick out his own stuff and play it. So I'm gonna do that. Uh, the Apathetics, they released Texarkana Nights. We, Eric talked about this leading up to the releases. Uh, the other one being Misery, uh, with some of the bands that I'm playing on this episode, because the sounds, I mean, it's obviously the same band, but the sounds of the songs are just a little bit different. And so I went with this one because I thought it kind of went more with the other tracks that I'm going to be playing throughout the episode. So that's why I chose Misery. If it was you choosing, would you have picked Misery or Texarkana Nights? Oh, that's a, uh, I probably would have chosen uh, Texarkana Nights, if not for the reason of it just being more fun. Okay. Because <laughs> Misery, as you all will hear here, is definitely, uh, it lives up to its title sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that is like our Alkaline Trio worship at its best. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I can't. Why listen to the person who helped write the song? Why not just listen to the song? Let's do it. It's Misery from the Apathetics. Killing myself to be your personal, it's 
song it is pretty great it's the first time i'm hearing it right now where i can actually hear my bass parts because <laughs> every other speaker i was listening to like in my car through my headphones or in my work van i could not hear the bass for the life of me well it worked really? out today then <laughs> yeah it worked out today and i was bringing this up to the guys in the band they're like oh no we could hear it perfectly are you sure? Okay, <laughs> fine. I'll, I'll trust you on that. <laughs> well, we heard it. Yes, we heard it. And uh, just in case you uh, missed some things on there, in the little uh, bridge part, we, you may have heard some uh, weird little percussion sounds. Like just these little, uh, just this little ringing, like a <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, per request of Ben to have some like weird little uh, instruments, these I, I don't know what they are, but if you go into a music store, you, an instrument store, you find that you go into the little percussive section and you see all the weird little uh, instruments, these little percussion instruments with handles on them that, you know, you can't remember the name. Yeah, that's basically what we used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, and it added to it. Awesome. And so, yeah, it's a good song. I have my own personal gripes with it, but that's just me. Well... It was great. Go check out the other single, Texarkana Nights, uh, two so far. Yep. More on the way. Yeah, more on the way. We haven't even recorded my personal favorite song yet. <laughs> yeah, that one's called Stories. And 
I know you, Josh, Ben, and Tyler will be listening to this because we're going to plug you on this show. Right? Yeah. So, next song we record, can it be stories, please? And I just worded that two so far. I meant two on that date because you already had one other single released prior to. Yes. So, three so far, but I meant Mm -hmm. two recently on that date and more to come. Yep. Three songs in total. The... Yeah, Burnout Generation and Texarkana Nights and Misery. And we played Burnout Generation back when you released that over the summer. Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah. If you want to hear more, then come see us live whenever we play another show. We're not sure when, but do it. Or follow on the social medias, and you can see them playing for, uh, what was that first show or the second show that you did? What was the... Um, that was like our... Uh, yeah, our second and third show. One okay. up at uh, Kamikaze's in Ogden, and then one up, uh, one up at the Beehive down here in Salt Lake. Okay. Those are the only... Actually, no, we had a few different recordings at the uh, Metro. Okay. So, yeah, there are recordings of our songs. I can't guarantee they will be different than what we have already uh, laid down in the digital format, but it's they're there. Awesome. <laughs> and, but, yeah, that still doesn't... Uh, that still doesn't... Uh, Ah, what is it? Dismiss my previous uh, request. Come see us live. Right. When we play. We don't have anything planned yet, but it will. It's, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout. Looking forward to more. Go check out the other Track Text Arcana Nights along with Misery. Go to the Bandcamp page. Next up, we're going to play the band 18 Fevers. Yes, we're playing them again. They're releasing new stuff. It's cool. Uh, as always, I want to thank Matt. Uh, hopefully everything over there in Seoul is better than it was. Uh, great stuff, though, on the new release. You can go over to their Bandcamp page. It was released October 28th. Uh, the new single's called Save Your Venom. You can listen to the version we're going to listen to, Save Your Venom, without the intro. You can also listen to the intro by itself, and there's a track with both combined uh, over on the Bandcamp page. I'm going to leave a little bit up to mystery for you. So you, if you want to go here, the intro to it is 50-some-odd seconds long. I forget exactly how long. And if you want to hear that version, go over to the Bandcamp page and check it out. This particular track, Save Your Venom, it's a song about calling out those people in the scene that stab each other in the back and spend their time finding reasons to dislike people instead of sticking together in unity. Man, that is a thing. When, especially oh, in yeah. any version of the punk scene, it is such a minority and such an underplayed, therefore underappreciated genre of music, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest reasons why I started and continue to do this podcast, uh, it is a great thing to do. Stick together in unity, right? Yeah. You don't seriously. have to say our thing's a little bit different, and so we're going to stay as our group and fuck everybody else. You don't have to do that. It's all right to be like... Well, your stuff's kind of like ours, and we're kind of into the same stuff, so we're cool with you. It doesn't matter which one has to be better. That's always going to be a difference of opinion. Whoever's yeah. listening, the eye of the beholder, right? Uh, precisely. <laughs> and, and, yeah, still on that front, it's like we're not asking everybody to be just friends. We're asking everybody to be nice to each other. Right. Appreciate that you're into things that are similar to each other when mm-hmm. so much of society is into things that most of us don't appreciate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? I mean, the idea is, like, this is our own little oasis from the world outside. And if you're bringing in problems from the outside world into this oasis, then you're just going to fuck things up. Right. You know? And that, 
And at that point, there are reasons to uh, out somebody because they do horrible things to 100%, other people. 100%. But don't, yeah. just because you want to have your own niche uh, or you're into a specific whatever subgenre mm. of punk, so fuck all other genres, you don't have to be that way. Yeah. Right? Seriously. Uh, you know, pretty much the majority of stuff under the punk umbrella, and in this particular discussion, I'm only referring to music. When I say people are into things that we're not into, I'm referring to pop music or country music or whatever else that or is going on out music. there. Right. <laughs> that, pop music. Yes. Uh, that is out there that we are not into and that the scene is completely different and separate from what I'm referring to. So that's what mm. I'm saying. Unite. Don't stab each other in the back. Oh, yeah. What I've been seeing, and this is especially with like the the youths that come in, like the teenagers, the people who are fresh out of high school. The youths? Yeah. Yeah, two youths. <laughs> what is a youth? <laughs> but yeah, when all the minors <laughs> come into the come into the scene, you know, they're still dealing with growing pains. I know that because I was that. I was the little hoity-toity, know-it-all punk rock kid who was just like, yeah, I got my nose in the air, I know more than you, you little fuckers, and then I did something that no punk should do, and that's grow up. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm a sellout. <laughs> but yeah, there's still those kids that come in, and I'm like, okay, you guys are cool, but I'm just going to wait for you to grow up a little bit, because there is a lot of drama going around there, and right. it's such petty shit. Something you are going to forget about in, within a week. Right. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Drama follows certain people, and I'm like, okay, if drama's following you, then I'm not going to follow you. That's fine. Right. Because <laughs> I don't want your drama to become mine. And on that note, we're yeah. going to let uh, Matt, Christmas, and the 18 Fevers gang bring us uh, Save Your Venom. Go check out that single.
right? I like, uh, yeah, I'm liking the little nods to uh, Pogo Punk in the beginning with that really, uh, with the bass line that's played an octave higher than it usually would be in a, another type of punk song. Right. Yeah. And damn, 18 Fevers, they got some, uh, they got some bite to them. Absolutely. <laughs> Great stuff. They're from Seoul. Go check them out. We played them on the show. Matt shares the stuff, and I'm always excited when I see a uh, new message from Matt because I know it's going to be some cool new stuff from 18 Fevers. So mm -hmm. go check them out. Go check them out on their band camp. Eric, let's get into some older, lesser-known stuff. Uh, well, lesser-known, definitely not. Right. But <laughs> it is older. But. And, yeah, this is a song by Dead Kennedys. Right. So you can kind of tell where this is going. Uh, now, as part of a personal rule of mine, I tend to avoid playing like a identifiable anthemic punk songs that you know everybody knows, unless there is a reason behind it. Right. And this one I was reserving for. Uh, I really didn't know what. It was just sort of like when the time comes, I'll know. And the time has come, and now I'm going to be playing it. But the time, the reason being of unfortunate circumstances, Dead Kennedys. You know, you know the you know the drill with those guys. They formed in the late '70s, released "Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables," and everybody's singing "California Uberalis" till all the <laughs> way to the bank, pretty much. And then they released uh, "Plastic Surgery Disasters." I really and I talked about this album. Uh, God, I think it was last year, something like that. And that's my so. favorite full-length Dead Kennedys album. It's uh, closely followed by Franken Christ, which I also talked about. So I talked about my two favorite Dead Kennedys albums. But going back to Plastic Surgery Disasters, um, the song that I chose, what the song that I chose technically came off of that record, but it was a re-release where they did like a, a release of Plastic Surgery Disasters. And we get, a, as a little bonus, the In God We Trust Incorporated EP. And this was when I was starting high school and I was just about to dive right into punk rock. And Dead Kennedys, I was listening to their stuff on Plastic Surgery and In God We Trust. And I'm thinking, yeah, this is a killer record. This is a killer band. And two things why I'm bringing this up. One, if you've been following the news lately, their drummer who appeared on this EP and, their, and the Plastic Surgery album, D.H. Pellegro, has unfortunately passed away. I believe he was the age of 60-something. Maybe 62 not young. 62. No, uh, not no. too. Sorry, not too. I mean, 62 oh. young, whatever. Okay. He's too young. I'll, I'll, I'll take out the 60. I think I'm making that confusing. No, he was he too is, young, He was too young. Yes. <laughs> he was too young, but he left behind a... Uh, he left behind a legacy. He was one of uh, punk's most phenomenal drummers, especially in a band like the Dead Kennedys, because they had a very phenomenal sound. Right. You know, if you want to know more about what I have to think about their sound, I refer you to the previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because, yeah, D.H. Pellegro, he was the drummer on this specific, on the In God We Trust Incorporated EP. And that was when I was listening, and I'm like, okay, so this is what we call hardcore music. Because... Dead Kennedys that weren't like a typical hardcore. They had their weird little, uh, you know, surf rock psychedelic sounds in, right. their, in their mix. But in God We Trust, that was just them going for broke, like saying, nope, we're just going straight three chord, minute and a half long songs, except for uh, we got a bigger problem now, which was <laughs> really bizarre. <laughs> but we're not talking about that one. 
the song that I'm the song that really stuck with me that made me realize how powerful and how jarring hardcore punk can be and just punk in general can be was this one. It is not, as Jello put it, not an anti-Nazi song. It's not an anti. Uh, what was it? It's not an anti-jock song. It is an anti-racist song. And if you don't know what it is now, then you probably need to get your brain checked. Let's <laughs> fuck off. Overproduced by Martin Hannett. Take four. about that <laughs> okay so yeah nazi punks something or other <laughs> the interesting thing about this song is like if you actually read the lyrics and you start uh you start kind of diving into it the lyrics are actually a little deeper than just saying hey racism is bad don't bring that in here which is still a very you know it's still a quote it's still a stance that holds a lot of valor and it's still important to this day absolutely yeah, but if you think of the lyrics, if you if you hadn't known the title, you read the first lyrics: "Punk ain't no religious cold. Punk means thinking for yourself. You ain't hardcore, and you spike your hair when a jock still lives inside your head." Oh yeah, it sounds like just the little uh, meatheads coming into the shows and just deciding to uh, bring their bring their uh, pig-headed views into the scene. And it's like, yep, that's basically what's referring to, and that is the basis of all racism and homophobia. That and you know, you can just tell that if they're going to lean either way, they're going to lean to the far right, <laughs> so to speak. And then the following lyrics, it's like, if you come to fight, get out of here. You ain't no better than the bouncers. <laughs> That's basically a facsimile to uh, what 18 Fevers was talking about. If you're coming here just to cause a ruckus and just, like, undermine everybody else, you're basically just uh, missing the point of what punk is. Right. We're challenging authority, not becoming authority. Right. And you acting like that, you're just, uh, you're kind of missing the plot here. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So, so, yeah, it's not until the very uh, last part where they're saying, you know, if you still think swastikas look cool, <laughs> then, oh, man. Okay. I have the lyrics pulled up, pulled up right here. Yeah, you still think swastikas look cool? The real Nazis run your schools. They're coaches, businessmen, and cops. In a real Fourth Reich, you'll be the first to go. <laughs> and it's basically saying that, like, if the if Nazism if Nazism does rise again, uh, these guys they are not as organized as Nazis. If we if there was anything that the Nazis were famous for, other than the obvious, it was they were. <laughs> They were completely organized. They, they recorded everything. They wanted everything to be documented because, you know, they had a big, they had 
they thought big of themselves. Right. <laughs> and these guys, yeah, they may think big of themselves, but they're really nothing more than just a bunch of rabble rousers. <laughs> you know, they're not organized. They're just, uh, they're just wearing it because, yeah, fuck gay people, fuck black people, all this shit. It's like, okay, do you really believe that? Like, do you really believe that, or are you just wearing the face to, uh, to safe face, pretty much? Right. You know? So basically saying if, uh, if you want to, like, go join the uh, Nazi party, they're going to turn you down because they think that you're, it's like, yeah, we appreciate your views, but you're not the material we're looking for to be on the front line, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you ever want to become a Nazi, be organized. Don't take that advice. Don't just <laughs> yes. Don't I, yeah. Don't do that. I mean, I don't think any racist people listen to our show. I hope not. Yeah, I certainly hope not. You're definitely you know not that we've sat down to try to figure out what a target audience is for this show specifically <laughs> to do anything, but that is definitely not our target. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, all of our listeners, the people listening to this, it's basically preaching to the choir, right? You know, I don't think we're going to have anyone who's just like, well, you know, <laughs> you know, Screwdriver did bring up a few points. Yeah, and they're not the right points, <laughs> right. <sir. laughs> Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's what I've had to say about uh, Dead Kennedys, one of, their, one of the biggest punk anthems of, that, of their time. It is right up there with uh, Big Takeover, uh, Rise Above. And straight edge. <laughs> right. <laughs> they are, yeah, it's still a song that, that is just as important today as it was back then. As long as, uh, as, long as racism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, or just straight up bigotry still exists on this fucking, on this fucking mortal plane... There is still a reason to be shouting Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and all the more reason for people to be writing their own versions of that. Sure, it may be preaching to the choir, but there is always going to be new people in that choir that need some guidance. Absolutely. So, there you go. Short song, but a long <laughs> description of it. And above all, R.I.P. D.H. Peligro. You were a credit to the genre and to the profession of drumming everywhere. Just, you left behind, you really blazed a fucking trail, my friend. R.I.P. Well, next up, a band that you may not be familiar with. Maybe you are. Uh, the album is a little older. Not much older, but like about two and a half years, I suppose. Right just after the pandemic started, System Restore of Casper, Wyoming. They released User Friendly Fire. I like that. User Friendly, Friendly Fire. User Friendly Fire. I like it. Okay. User friendly fire. That say, sounds like something you would see on Wheel of Fortune, right? Yeah, it would be. It sounds like a, it sounds like one of the uh it sounds like a slogan that ended up in the waste bin when they were trying to think of something for Smokey the Bear to say. Hey, there you go. Yeah. User friendly fire. <laughs> Only you can prevent user unfriendly fires. <laughs> All right, they're from I guess Casper. That would be a virus. <laughs> that could be user-friendly virus. Always excited to play other bands from areas that you don't typically hear a lot of bands from. I mean, 
when you mention Wyoming, everybody probably thinks of Teenage Bottle Rocket. And then... Pretty much, yes. And then... Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not, not always coming directly to mind. And so it's really cool when places such as Wyoming... I uh, just played, a, oh, at the end of the show, I'm going to be playing a band from Nebraska, but I was listening to a different band from Nebraska not too long ago, an actual punk band, though. You know what I play at the end of the shows. Uh, the point is, is, in areas like that where you might not expect it much, where you might not expect a scene that would have this going on, mm -hmm. boom, there you go. So it's pretty awesome. Casper, Wyoming, that's where System Restores from. They play a SoCal-style punk. And I want to thank Dan for reaching out, sharing this with us. Uh, I had listened to it, been meaning to get to it, so I'm glad that he reached out because we're going to get to it now. Off of User-Friendly Fire from April of 2020, we're going to check out the track Going For All. So here you go. It's System Restore. System Restore. Yeah, SoCal sound is right. <laughs> Definitely right? reminded me of face-to-face. -face. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, right up front, SoCal sound, but coming from the, the flat area, I don't know what to describe it as, the, the other side of the Rockies, <laughs> <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, the sort of a great northern plain, I guess. I don't know. It's the 
state that as one of my former bandmates described it as piss yellow in every direction. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, from the view of the highway, if you're going the boring way, yes. All those uh, wheat fields and all that uh, grass, the yellowish greenish, yeah, it is piss yellow. Right. But it's nice to know that Wyoming has still a lot to offer. Absolutely. And it's funny because in those uh, small towns, they're like uh, musically destitute, yes. But as my... Uh, my friends who have gone out on tour, they actually make it a point to play those little one-horse towns because it doesn't matter what genre you play. If you're in a band, people are going to flock, and they're going to come see you. Right. I'm like, oh, and especially college towns. That's awesome. Because you got all these uh, little, uh, well, not kids, but, you know, you know how uh, they refer to kids who are right out of childhood, but right before they hit their teen years, they're tweens? Yeah, these are... This is the equivalent to that when you're between the ages of 17 to 21. That's awesome. Yeah, the, I don't know, the growing years, I guess. I don't know. But the point is, you're, uh, you're still young. You're still youthful. You still got a little spring in your step, and you don't want to be stuck in your dorm, you know, with your nose in a book studying for finals. You want to go out. You want to party. You want to have a good time. I know that I did, and I did while I was in college. It was a motherfucking mess, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's uh, bands like uh, System Restore, they are... They are fighting the good fight, and we appreciate it. That's awesome. Well, go check them out. Thank you again, Dan. Uh, a lot of other cool tracks there on user-friendly fire, so get out there and check it out. Uh, we do have an album that Eric's going to talk about here in a moment. We're going to play some new music from Half Dizzy and get into that interview with Dan and Dizzy here momentarily. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about some uh, live shows. Eric uh, inadvertently saw one and saw another, and then... <laughs> Uh, we'll announce some shows and get to it. So, Eric, what'd you see this week? Well, uh, yeah, as Dustin pointed out, I didn't exactly have, uh, <laughs> have any plans to see live shows. There was just, like, either nothing happening that pertained to my interest or, uh, that I could consider to be financially feasible. <laughs> right? Sometimes yeah. that happens. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it happens. It happens a lot. And, honestly, I was okay with that because I have been showed out. It's nice to take a week off. But... Me being who I am, somehow the show always finds me. <laughs> so I went to uh, I went to everybody's favorite bar, Ace's High Saloon, and I was just uh, I was just meeting some friends there, just hanging out, and of course there just happened to be a show going on. One night I went there. It was some anti folk artist. I really didn't remember their name. Didn't much remember their music. It was just. It was just what it was, and what it was was incredibly annoying. The real show was watching uh, Spence, their, the fucking owner of Aces, uh, in his drunken stupor just going on a rant of how much he hated what he was hearing. <laughs> I was enjoying that. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was one show. The other show I went to, inadvertently so, was I guess it was the Pseudos. I really couldn't tell you. I don't know. I just heard someone say it was, but wasn't what I was expecting. I just heard like a bunch of weird ambient psychedelic rock music. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm just there. Have a few pints, see some friends. And uh, if I have to pay $10 to enter, then so be it. But yeah, I wasn't there uh, spectating. I was more there just uh, hanging out. And that was background noise. 
Uh, I'm sorry if I disrespected anybody, but, you know, I'm not even naming names. Well, I kind of am, but I'm really unsure about it. <laughs> I'm sure I could go back in the little events catalog of Ace's website and talk shit and call them by name, but uh, I don't got time for that. <laughs> right. Moving on. Upward and onward. Yes, upward and onward. And speaking of onward, there are some shows coming up that I would like to plug and that I will most likely... Not even most likely. I'll definitely be going to a few of them. Starting on the 11th at the Complex, Lorna Shore. I guess the, I guess the seminal deathcore revivalists are going to be playing with Aborted, Ingested, Angel Maker, and Mental Cruity. Cruelty. Yeah, it's really weird. It's aborted and Ingested. Should it be the other way around? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Isn't that basically what uh, taking a shit is? It's a food abortion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Anyway, also on the 11th, uh, Military Gun is going to be playing at the Beehive with Miss Paint and Public Opinion. I do not have a time or a price for that one. By the way, the Lorna Shore show is going to be, once again, at the Complex, uh, 6 p.m., and it will start at... That start at 6 p.m. It will cost $20, but it's the complex, and that's not including uh, all the fees that are on top of that. And so it's like if you're planning on paying at the door, if you're buying your ticket in advance, then just plan on spending anywhere between $20 to $30. We'll say that. Anyway, uh, the military gun show, I just have the destination, Beehive. I don't know the price. I don't know the time, but you can kind of guess it's going to start around 6 p.m., 7 p.m. It's in the middle of the week. So, yeah, it is. No, not the middle of the week. It's a Friday. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. On the 12th, there is, at Aces High, a monster metal night with Suffocator, The Damn Dirty Vultures, and Top Shelf Creeps. And that is just a $5 show starting at 8.30. Going to be fun. Also on the 12th at Black Lung, Mandalore, Tainted Ink, Spent, and Sleep Cult. I will be going to that one, and I'll try and make the uh, tail end of the Monster Metal Night show, because, I mean, I love all the bands on that. Both of these bills, actually. Well, except for Sleep Cult. I never listened to them, but... Yeah, I will check that out, I guess. <laughs> anyway, that show will be starting at 7 p.m. and is uh, $10. So, yep, there's that. Then on the 13th, Exhumed will be playing at Aces High with Holdra, Vitriol, and Mulder. That is a $20 show in advance, $25 at the door. And you definitely want to uh, definitely be expecting some horrific scenery. That is that is what Exhumed does. They're like a uh, they're like a B horror movie come to life. <laughs> not too uh, they're not too messy like Guar, but they're still a lot of fun to watch. And yeah, then the 18th Suffocator once again is playing this time at Black Lung with Swarmer, Lovelace, Exthrall, and Ribbons. That is another ten dollar show starting at seven p.m. and yeah, might as well uh, plug this one if you didn't know. On the 19th at the Union, AFI is returning with Drab Majesty. That will be starting at 6.30. And the bottom line, it, the bottom price is $30. But like I said, fees. Be expecting to, expect to pay around $40 at that show. And yeah, it's a little uh, steep for two bands, but one of them is AFI, and, you know, they made their fucking millions, <laughs> and I guess still are. They're, like, living on the royalties and residuals, so, yeah, and they're still keeping it up. 
I can't say much about their last album because what I heard was just it was stupid. I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> but that's the thing with AFI. You never know what you're going to get. They are the band that is that box of chocolates Forrest Gump is talking about. Right. Life is like AFI. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> All right, I got a handful of shows to mention, mostly shows that I mentioned in previous weeks, including the Hunger Strike show uh, brought to you by, uh, where is it? There it is, uh, a People's Harm Reduction Alliance and Kitsap Food, Not Bombs, Benefit. It'll feature a radical zine fair. I think I mentioned a venue change. I'm incorrect, just different flyers. One says the Charleston, one says the Chuck. Just different names for the same venue. So it's up there in Bremerton, Washington. It's this Friday. I've been mentioning it for the last couple of weeks. 8 p.m. It is $8 or $6 with winter clothes donation. Save yourself 2 bucks by bringing something that somebody could benefit from. Yeah. There's going to be a show, uh, not here, but up in uh, Pocatello that has the exact same uh, business practice. Right? Where it's like, yeah, it's $10, but if you, bring, uh, yeah, if you bring food or clothing, it's free. There you go. And that... You know, if you're, for whatever reason, you live in Europe or you live in Asia or you live on the east coast of the United States and you're not going to be making it to Bremerton, well, it could give you an idea to do something like this in your community. Get a hold of your bands or if you're in a band yourself or venues, there you go. It could give you the idea, but if you are in Bremerton, go to the show the, this uh, Saturday, the 12th, and you can go see Awake Amongst the Dead, Worth Nothing, John the Reveler, and Baptation. Uh, again, it's in Bremerton. Go check that one out. Uh, thank you again to Billy Weasel for reaching out and getting that on our radar so we can get it on anybody out there that can get to its radar. Next up, Gonzo's 50th birthday bash. That'll be in downtown Pomona at Characters. In a little, that's on Saturday, November 19th, so a week after this last show I was discussing. Doug and the Slugs, Cause of Death, XO Toxins, Desmadre, Desmadre sorry. And Liberty and Justice. That's who you'll get to see if you want to go to that show. Uh, the end of the Briefs and Susie Moon's sonically reduced tour because it no longer features, uh, you know. Yep. It has indeed lived up to its namesake. Yes. Sonically reduced. No dead boys. So, uh, Remaining shows tonight, it's going to be too late for you, but if you're in Reno, you should be at the seller stage, and you can be checking those bands out. On the 10th, Eugene, Oregon at World Pies. I don't know if it's supposed to be World Pies, but it's like World Pies. <laughs> uh, in Portland, Oregon uh, at Star Theater on the 11th, and finally Seattle, Washington at El Corazon. Uh, so you can go check out the end. Go see Susie Moon. Go see the Briefs. Those are two great bands there. We played uh, Susie Moon stuff on the last episode. And the briefs are awesome, so go check them out. Coming up in Chicago at the Liars Club on Saturday the 12th. The last time in Chicago you'll get to see the band Two Minute Minor. Uh, ever. Never say ever, I guess. But uh, for the time being, this is going to be their last Chicago show as they are not going to be doing anything more. Frisky Morris and Friends bring you the old school hardcore show, which also... Features bands The Creepers, Brain Bleed, Fighting for Scraps, Shittison, and through and through. It's only five bucks. It's nine o'clock when it starts, but it is a 21 and older show for all of you under 21ers. But Two Minute Minor, definitely worth getting out to see them. Next up, Claymore and Oil with Party Force, Criminal Outfit, and Dirty West Side. You'll see them in Oakland, and you'll see them this Saturday, November 12th. 
It's a 18, not 18, 21 and older show that starts at 8 o'clock. So go see those bands. I just saw Claymore. They are cool. Criminal Outfits, cool. We played Oil as well. Good stuff. On Friday the 11th, it's a pizza fight at the depot. Not the depot here, and I know we say that every time. It's the <laughs> depot there in, where is it, New Jersey? No, Baltimore, rather. Baltimore. And you'll get to see the bands. Italian Blood, we love them. The Galaxy Has Eyes and I Juggernaut. That is a 21 and older show as well, but it's only 10 bucks. Uh, the Depot is on Charles Street, if you don't know where it is there in Baltimore. Doors open at 8. Go check out Italian Blood, uh, TSOL, Flag, or Black Flag, uh, The Dickies, Total Chaos. They are playing some shows in November. Uh, on the 12th, they'll be in La Laconia, New Hampshire, the 13th. Starland Ballroom in Sayreville, New Jersey. On the 15th, Reading, Pennsylvania. 17th, Des Plaines, Des Plaines Illinois, if I'm saying that right. And the 18th, yeah, uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Again, I think I said that last week. This flyer might be cut off. I think there's probably more dates. But that's all that I see on that particular flyer. So you can go see that herd of great bands. Uh, on those days in those areas. I believe there's a typo on that. You said black flag? I think that's lack flag. Lack flag? Lack yes. flag, as in they are lacking more than just a few members. Right. <laughs> I agree. I, I, did, I must have misread it. I already got rid of the flyer. Eric's right. <laughs> uh, in Sayreville, uh, no, not, that, not this one. I think it's another one. Uh, this one is a new Atlantic City, New Jersey show that is going to be on the 19th. It's Jenny Cake's 40th Birthday Bash, which will feature Public Serpents. I like that name. <laughs> uh, Butterbrain, Idle Minds, Recreational Outrage. We played them on the show. And Hub City Stompers definitely played them on the show. Uh, it's a $15 show there at, uh, what did I say? I don't see where the venue is. Bore, maybe. B-O-U-R-R-E. That's what it is. Uh, it's on New York Avenue there in Atlantic City, so go check that one out. There is a Skanks Giving. That's the one that's in at, at the Starland in Sayreville around the same time as that last show with Black Flag and those other bands. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is on November 19th. You can go see Goldfinger, Catch-22, Mustard Plug, The Planet Smashers, Keep Flying, The Abrupters, Backyard Superheroes, it is a Skanksgiving there on the 19th, and it looks like there's a low ticket warning, so you better get your tickets soon if that is a show you want to go to. <laughs> and finally, I'm going to mention the Revolution Calling it is on uh, Saturday, November 12th. That is this week. It's going to be featuring, well, instead of that, I'll give you a quick rundown of uh, who's playing where? There's going to be two different stages. Show star or doors open at noon. First band comes on at 12:30. You get on the Revolution stage. Probation, Savage Beat, Violent Way, Desolated, Gold World, No Turning Back, Discharge, Ignite, Sick of It All. Starting at uh, looks like 10:50, ending at 11:50. All in that order, and then alternating on the other stage, Warzone stage. You'll get Mess, Life Sick, End It. Peter and the Test Two Babies, Knuckle Dust, Crown Court, Born from Pain, Rude Pride, wrapping up the night with Sheer Terror taking the st stage at 11.50, going until 12.30. So go check out Revolution uh, Calling, and that's in Eindhoven, uh, Netherlands. Go check that one out. It'll be cool. 
Eric, that's all the stuff I have. Do you have anything else to add, or are you ready to get into your album? Well, I'm ready to get into the album. Album time, and then we'll get to an interview. Yes, then we'll get to the uh, coveted interview of this episode. Oh, half dizzy. That was a great time. Yes, it was. They are a great time. Anyway, uh, yeah. speaking of great times, there's a great EP that came out just a few weeks ago. The album name of Code X Red. Yes. Released by Code X Red. You know, the red eye thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but they are a, a straight-edge band from uh, Reno, Nevada. Never since seven seconds has there been a straight-edge band from there. So, way to carry on the flag. I'm going to be playing a Reno band on a side note in the, in the coming weeks. To be, uh, to be continued. Your yeah, turn. To be, yeah, <laughs> TBC. Yeah, you'll just have to wait and see who it is. <laughs> right. Anyway, they released their, uh, their self-titled EP on Irish Voodoo Records on the 13th of October. So, still relatively... F- relatively fresh and yeah i gave it quite a few listens and it just sounds like biting hardcore the to the max i love it i love hearing that just uh that raspy uh raspy what is it i keep wanting to say scowl that is not a sound that is a visage (laughs) i mean we can assume that it's that he's scowling when he's screaming that shit I think I've tried to say roar and growl and scream at the same time because that's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah, he's just getting a lot of that high-pitched gurgling out there, and there's some, there's some nice little uh, bluesy soloing in there, a lot of groove and a lot of speed and a lot of breakdown and a lot of straight edge, man. And one of the songs I did pick is that is their calling, is their straight edge anthem. I mean, what straight edge band would be complete without? Right? right? Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> I mean, they have the X in their fucking name. That's not enough. <laughs> it's like, come on, we need, we need some more from you. Do you really want Ian McKay to be shuddering millions of miles away? Just, oh, Ian, what's wrong? I just heard us. Uh, there's just been a disturbance in the straight-edge force. A band released an album, and not one anthem for straight-edge is on there. Oh, Ian, okay, that's fine. Well, just uh, here, here's your little green tea. Just sit there. Just relax. It's okay. (laughs) 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 Anyway, Codex Red is uh, not the reason for that because their album is, uh, I'm sorry, their EP is fucking awesome. It's just so, it's just so hard and it makes me, it makes me want to throw some fists into the pit, onto the concrete floor, that is. Makes me want to do the proverbial floor punch. Boom. It's also a great straight edge band, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should see if they have their straight edge anthems. For someone who's not straight edge, I am very concerned about this. <laughs> anyway, the first song I wanted to, uh, to plug here is Bliss. It's got the... It's a hardcore song without a breakdown, but man, has it got a lot of attitude, got a lot of aggression, and a lot of groove. You can definitely see some... Uh, you can definitely see some two-step into this shit. So... Here we are, Bliss.
So yeah, a lot of bite, mostly coming from those uh, lyrics there. I guess uh, I guess I have an inadvertent uh, theme for this episode <laughs> because I mean the lyrics are uh, are calling out those who uh, like to willfully stay ignorant and not and not expressing any degree of change. So yeah. As long as that still exists in the world, I reiterate, there's always something to sing about, to yell about, to protest against. And these guys are doing it in bliss, where ignorance is bliss. And I just love those uh, closing lines. It's like, every step we take forward, you take a step back. We can't keep making up for your shit. <laughs> I had the lyrics in my head, and then I lost them. But that's basically what they're saying. It's like, oh, yeah, we can't keep making up for what you lack. Right. It's like, yeah, we can't just keep carrying your burden. You got to figure out that shit for yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's good to know that that's still uh, coming in strong and hardcore these days. I don't think it'll ever leave. So long as hardcore is still around, that shit is never going to leave. And right. so long as straight edge around, that anthem is never going to leave. And this is their straight edge anthem. This is free from these chains. Yeah, it's a, it's a little on the nose with its uh, rhetoric, but still, it's got to happen. You know, isn't that just in any, uh, isn't that the contract you sign when you uh, claim the X? Right. You sign your name in X's. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what, can you write? No, I can write. That's just, that's literally what the contract says. <laughs> Otherwise, it's null and void. <laughs> yeah, in the contract, write, a, uh, write at least one straight edge anthem per album. What if it's a single? That it better be an anthem, bud. <laughs> okay. Anyway, free from these chains. Code X Red. Let's do it. I don't want it. And I don't need it. Free from the chains and all so many down. That keep us so complacent. Yeah, 
I reiterate, I have never been uh, straight edge, nor do I ever plan to uh, become straight edge. But there is a underlying theme in those songs that I can relate to, despite never having claimed the X. And really, that is just like a, it's sort of a pick me up because it's it's still stating the same thing. I will not let whatever vice I have define me. And some of them are severe vices. They can be addiction. They could be alcoholism. Or they could be any, anything of that sort. In a way, everybody is addicted to something. I was even talking about this uh, with my friend last night. He was telling me about his uh, dad and how he is also an addict. And he's thankful that he uh, never got that personality from him, saying he doesn't have an exist an addictive personality, at least not to the likes of not to the likes of alcohol or nicotine or drugs. But it's like, though I am addicted to caffeine. <laughs> I'm like, yep, everybody's got an addiction. Everybody's got a vice. Mine also happens to be caffeine and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I can't stop. I can't stop with that shit. But you know, is it destroying my body? Yeah, it's just, Depends, but <laughs> it depends on the intake and uh, what exactly the peanut butter is made from, like how much corn syrup is in that shit. But regardless, that's uh, that's not the point. The point is, like, in, on that regard, I can relate to a lot of uh, uh, straight edge anthems because they are instilling that positive message, like, uh, don't let, yeah, don't let addiction become you. And I'm like, okay, I will not. I haven't in a long time. <laughs> So thank you, Code Red, for uh, bringing that uh, positivity to me and to many, many others, whether or not they have X's on their hands. And their music is fucking great. <laughs> it is. And quick shout out to Irish Voodoo Records. I, I like to, you know, mention, you know, when I mention all the new stuff, I, I mention labels out there that I think are doing a great job, and I think they are too. They've put out a lot of good releases in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Our friends in Mandalore. But oh, yeah. so many other ones as well, including this one. It's like I was saying with Tough Ain't Enough Records. Anytime I get an email from Tough Ain't Enough Records, I immediately go and listen because I know like 99.9% .9 of the time I'm like super into whatever it mm -hmm. happens to be. They just sign really good stuff. And the same thing... Anytime I see an Irish Voodoo Records email come across, like, new release, yep. like, yeah, I, I need to check it out, you know? Yep. I mean, that's what I did today when I got the New Age, uh, the new age email. Right. From, like, yeah, new record from, uh, what was it, Decline. Yes. I was like, oh, shit, coming from New Age, I got to check that shit out. Right. And, yep. Here we are. And doing a show like this, you develop a large list. Not that other people haven't, but there's a large list of cool labels out there, and that's why I try to mention them at every point because I think they, they're doing a good job as well. Mm -hmm. It's I'm good stuff. On them. And that Codex Red, awesome. I'm glad you picked it. Yeah, me too. Definitely a contender for best EP released uh, this year. So That's awesome. It's great. Yeah, yeah there's only uh, three more songs on that record. So, yeah, I advise you, if you like what you heard here, you will love the rest of that record, trust me. <laughs> right. Well, let's get into our interview. But before we do, let's give you a sample. So back when we did the first interview with the band Half Dizzy, we had Dan and Dizzy on as well on that episode, which happens to be 226. Yes, we're at 289 at 286, which was August of 2021. Mm -hmm. We had them on the show. We had a great discussion with them then. At that point, they only had one single recorded, released, recorded and released. You'll hear more about 
uh, the road to get to where we are now in the interview, so I'll let the story be told there. Yep. If you're unfamiliar with the band and you missed that interview, go check it out. It was great. Uh, you'll get to hear the other one, though, here in a moment. The band, though, is from Long Island, New York, in case you were unfamiliar. Yeah. We'll be talking a lot about, uh, we have talked a lot about uh, cover cover songs. Yes. And toilets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and really just overall, uh, it was just overall a really good time. He gave you an idea of a, what you're going to hear. Now you're going to have to go see the context and how that fits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh and we did talk about the, uh, the sort of, yeah, uh, what is it? The opposite ends that they're, the two songs we'll be playing here represent, at right. least as far as their titles are concerned. I even bring that up to, uh, uh, to Dan. Yeah. And we had a laugh about it. <laughs> yeah. well, I won't spoil anything for you guys because it's, it's better told in the context of the interview rather than me reminiscing. We're going to play that interview right after this. The two tracks that we did pick here both happen to be the two tracks they already have music videos released for, so go check those out as well. Mm -hmm. The EP they released on October 21st is called Courtesy Flush. Go over to the Bandcamp page. Go support the band. And speaking of labels, this was released on Punkerton Records, cool label there out of Ohio, so go support them as well. First track we're going to hear is Broken Down. It'll be immediately followed by the interview, and as we do, another track after that. So here we go, Half Dizzy with Broken Down. Dizzy. How's it going, guys? Good. Pretty good. We're good. doing good, except for our cough that we have right now. Yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> you and us, uh, well, not both, but all three of us, yes. I, I did yeah. too. I, I had it for in August for about a month. 
and it was gone for about a month, and then I had it again, and I think only in the last maybe half a week or so, finally disappeared. Well, good for you. Give, a, give us all hope. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It'll end. Just hopefully it won't start again. Yeah. It's like, come on, winter just officially started today. Can we just get past the whole uh, cold thing, that whole little preparation? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, the weather's changing. That's a... Uh, it's coughing season right now. All right. The season's arrived. Can we retire the cough? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, we, we talked with you guys about, what, uh, 14 months ago, end of August last year. So a little oh, over a year ago. And at that point, you had one single released. So in the last 14 months, what's been going on with the band? Well, we were, we were recording. I think at the time that we were, we did the interview last time with you guys, we were in the process of recording. And that took forever, yes. <laughs> but, but it got done. And um, we actually recorded with, so we have the single, and we recorded five songs with um, our friend Matt at Sabella Studios, which is a studio uh, on Long Island in New York. And um, we recorded two acoustic tracks with a buddy of mine, Justin. We put all that, including the first single, on a CD, and uh, we released it October 21st. It's got eight tracks, so that's what we've been up to. <laughs> along with that release, though, you had music videos, right? Along with the release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, have, we have two music videos, one for the first single, which was Never Been Happier, and then the second, no, the first single was Broken Down. Yes. The second <laughs> single was Never Been Happier. Yeah, we have music videos for both of those songs. So, yeah. yeah. I'm broken down, and I've never been happier. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of emotions going on, emotions. you know? Yeah. It's like those two music videos should have been like a serials, you know? Just like part one, part two. <laughs> well, with the, the album name Courtesy Flush, why Courtesy Flush? You can oh, man. Uh, I don't, um, <laughs> I my brain is why. silly sometimes. <laughs> I originally wanted to call it, um, Double flush, and the guys were all like, "That doesn't make sense." And I was like, "So neither does our name." So they were like, "Just call it courtesy flush because that makes more sense." And I was like, "All right, give the people what they want." Yeah, <laughs> well, it's more of like uh, not taking ourselves too seriously. Yeah, you know? that's what we want to get out there because a lot of the things that we, some of the sing things we sing about, are like more, more serious. Serious, yeah. So, but we are a bunch of like on people so yeah. we wanted to make sure that everybody knew like that we're I mean I guess we didn't really care if everybody knew but like you know we just it want people just to know who we are it's yeah. funny it's <laughs> funny more than anything <laughs> well it's a great album yeah. title and the picture uh, the cover for the, the album is very fitting yeah Thank yeah <laughs> that was fun actually it was, yeah. that was a lot of fun yep there we go <laughs> <laughs> it's like who is yeah, this Curtis E. Flush <laughs> it was not the tongue better it's just like courtesy flush whereas like a double flush just sort of sounds like a chant like you're just rallying yeah, people yeah. double flush double flush yeah. <laughs> which also would have been funny it's like this, that been great too, yeah. <laughs> we are the toilet advocates of America double flush <laughs> we talked about that too we were like we might have to have like a toilet in every like album now like yeah, somewhere like every, all the album art it's just a toilet, <laughs> just a toilet somewhere yeah. yeah yeah I can't think of anyone who's uh Logo is the toilet. I mean, if you want to, 
You need to make sure it's now the toilet. Yeah. If you want to use like one of the uh, synonyms to the toilet, one of the names they call it is the head. You just call that Eddie of the head. I love it. That's great. Just give it a weird little face. Yeah. Yeah, you're helping our brand right now. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. I expect. I expect. Uh, what is that? Royalties, Royalties, I guess. Yeah, right. Or, uh, <laughs> credit, whatever. Credit. Yeah, you credit. got it. A mention, <laughs> a mention in the liner notes, right? That'll work. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking about the album, you guys uh, got signed, did you not? Yes, we got signed to Punkerton Records. They're out of Ohio. Uh, we had a meeting with Brandon, the guy who runs it, and he really liked our music. And we really liked what he's about. He's very much about like helping smaller bands and just like uh, like he runs shows and festivals in Ohio and stuff. So he's all about like that local scene, you know. So we're all about that too. And it was really good. He wants to help us, and like we want to work with him. So it just uh, came together symbiotically. Yeah, you gotta love it when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, how far we're is really the drive then from Ohio to New York, where you're at? We want to. What is it? He's he's hosting a like a festival in February. I don't know if anyone, if it's like out yet, but whatever. But uh, <laughs> he's, hosting, he's hosting a festival in uh, in February in Ohio that we're probably we're gonna we're gonna head out to. I Google Maps it. It's like a ten hour drive, yeah. which isn't like crazy, right? But we're we're gonna try to get at least like one or two shows on the way, so it's like four-hour drive and then a show and then a four-hour drive and then a show or something like that yeah and then uh, try to get one on the way back and then we'll do like a four a four-day uh mini tour yeah. if there's a word for that i don't know what that is but. a weekender yeah the weekend yeah. warrior tour <laughs> i think that's a great idea because to be honest uh, i i'm that guy where it's eight hours for me like uh, any more than eight hour drive i'm either flying or not going Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if you're going to drive for four hours and then, you know, spend the rest of a day, do a show, then drive four hours, that's, that's totally reasonable. Yeah. Right. Then it's, then it's a better investment, you know? Yes. That too. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's above eight hours for me, then it's like I need to be going with somebody. Right. It's like we need a trade-off. Because <laughs> there are times where I did like a uh, – a 10 hour span of driving in the middle of the night and that was a that was a red eye that sounds experience terrible. it was so <laughs> stupid it was kind of a whole thing but yeah i'm not looking to do that again i'm just like i got a full-time job i'm getting a flight <laughs> that sounds like a terrible journey yeah. i wouldn't want yeah i would not recommend it but that's the i don't know that's the road dog life luckily luckily for us like uh we're going to be driving together no matter what. So Yeah. Well, we're going to, our, our drummer actually has a van. And yeah. he just went on tour a couple, what was it? With his other band that he yeah, used. Our drummer's it, so. in another band and they went on tour like, what, a month ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And he it's was, like, it's like a, a, like a mini bus. <laughs> they painted it black. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And they're like seats, so they're like benches and stuff. So cool. hopefully uh, we'll be able to use that. Yeah. 10 hour trip possibly a weekend or do you have anywhere in mind you're going to try to line up shows is there places you want to line up and play any specific cities or are you just happy to go wherever we're definitely happy to go wherever <laughs> i'm hoping pennsylvania because it's kind of not out of the way 
but you know, we I have we haven't done this before, so we're just trying to figure out anything that we can get to, you know. Yeah, anywhere's good. Yeah, we're gonna start reaching out pretty soon and try to get uh try to get some shows out there. So yeah. it's about that time. What do you got? About three and a half, three and a half, four months, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got time, but yep. you know, we want to get as fast as possible. That way, we don't have to worry about it last minute. We're like <laughs> freaking out. Well, that'll be fun. So you're going to do a weekender. Have you been playing any shows there in New York or, you know, I, I guess much closer distance than uh, Ohio? <laughs> yeah, we've been playing around. Uh... We've been playing mostly like, what is it, the middle of the island and the end of the island. But we played out west a little bit, but we've kind of been playing out east a lot, which is different. Yeah, usually <laughs> most venues are out west on the island, but... Yeah. There's like this one, one or two venues that have been like kind of setting up around us, and we've been uh, playing there a few times. It's a lot of fun, and it's nice to not drive 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> to go play. Like, 20 minutes is much nicer. It was, it's a lot of fun. It's a new little like brewery, and the people are all really nice and stuff. So we have a nice amount of people come out to the shows, which is really cool. Yeah. Like to be in our area and actually have like a, a local following. So it's cool. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I understand that. That's great. Did uh, June album release party since the album just came out, what, about 11, 12 days ago? Yeah, the day after we released the album, we played. There's one of the, one of the guys uh, on the island put together something called the Punk Rock Barbecue, which it was going on for a couple of years, like annually, and then they stopped it and then they brought it back this year. And it was the day after our release party, so we kind of like labeled it like our release party. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. A lot, like a good amount of people came out. And yeah, it was nice. It was, it was really nice. Like we had a good crowd and stuff, and people danced for our songs, which is really cool. And it's always you know, really cool. So it was awesome. Yeah, you, yeah, you gotta love that feeling. The uh, impulsive audience response. It's like yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've played the shows of a bunch of a uh, yeah, a bunch of bar shows mainly, and you know everyone there is just kind of holding their beer, and swaying back and forth, or you get the <laughs> yeah. cool guy just. Uh, <laughs> Taking in the uh, bodyguard stance, arms yeah, folded, arm stoic look, and maybe just nodding yeah. his head as in like a good work, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah but it's, it's always great to just see that reaction come from the crowd like, uh, okay, good. We're actually reaching you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it was really nice. Like uh, everyone after we played, like everyone said like, you know, great job. Like, we really, like people bought CDs and stuff and it was really cool, you know. It yeah. felt like we were like, like we reached that point where it's like, okay, like we're a band. People yeah. like kind of care a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you play like I'm sure you guys have played like play music, and it's like you play your first shows. It's like people are like, all right, this is the new band. I'm here to see this other band. Like, get off the stage so I can see <laughs> this other band. You know? Like we reached the point where it's like we are we kind of like fit into yeah. where we are. You know, so it was cool. Everybody's really been super supportive and super cool about us coming on the scene which is really nice because i was a little nervous about that because everybody else has been in previous bands and this was my first band so it was really nice to just feel the love from everybody in the community so i don't know yeah it was cool <laughs> it is cool yeah it's nice yeah no haters which is really cool i don't yeah I, not I, yet not yet <laughs> <laughs> They come, they come. I know they're going to be coming at yeah. some point. We're waiting for them, but not yet, which is nice. It's kind of nice having it haters because it's like, okay, that sort of uh, validates the people who are saying positive things about you. 
And, yeah. and in a way, it kind of gives you guys validation where it's like, okay, we're actually doing something of worth because right. now we have something who is actually pissed off or, <laughs> so, God forbid, threatened by what we are doing. Right. Exactly. So much so that they had to... Uh, that they had to discredit us on some, on some ground. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we kind of welcome this shit talkers. It's like, okay, all right, thank you, and uh, fuck you. We're gonna do what we want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. He's like so pumped for it. He's I'm so waiting. waiting for he it. He looks on YouTube all the time to like see. I'm waiting for someone to like, say something. Like, yo, he's like, I I'm, can't wait. I just want people to hate us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't find anything to hate about you. I'm like, oh come on, just roast me on something. Just. Exactly. Like, Throw some shade my way. I'm getting a little bored here, to be honest. <laughs> uh, with that said, I wanted to, uh, uh, going back to the uh, two songs that you have released, uh, you know, Broken Down and uh, the other positive one. Never, never been happier. Yeah, never been never happier. Been happy. Yeah, two songs that on the surface just sound like uh, another world apart, but what are they about? Broken Down is about, like, um, the verses are kind of about both of our lives, and the idea of the song is like we've been through so much like crap that and like no matter what we go through like we're never gonna be broken down we're never gonna get down on ourselves you know like it's always like no matter what like we've we've risen above everything and we're gonna keep rising above everything you know so like the chorus is i won't be broken down so it's like the verses are about like i've gone through crap Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it doesn't matter you know yeah, it's all about perseverance. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's, a, it's a perseverance song. Yeah. And Never Been Happier is like, it's a story about a person who's been in a relationship, like a toxic relationship, and got out of the relationship and realized once they were out that like they're better off. They're just a, they're better off without the person that was holding them down, and they're like realizing it now. Mm. They're both kind of uplifting songs. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they are. And they do... Yeah, it does work into each other. Like the narrative of uh, of yeah, broken down is just like what you said, just triumphing right. over all the all the barriers that were put in your way. And right. yeah, never been happier is very much the same thing. So it's like yeah, yeah here's the so yeah, they do kind of work as a serial, a part one, part two type yeah, story. <laughs> it's for the because they they're such different sounding songs to me. Like, it's, but like you're absolutely right. I honestly never even put them together. Like thinking about it, because they're such different songs. But like now that when you like think about just like the basics of them, 100 percent the same thing. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I guess that's my uh, uh, my album critic coming out. Um, I mean, because I am. I did. Uh, I did reviews for albums for years back in the day, and my okay. one of the big things that I always was looking for is. How does this album flow? How do all these songs kind of connect with each other? How do they complement each other? And mm-hmm. and that's something I still do now when picking songs for uh, each episode of the punk cast. So, so yeah, I do kind of uh, go at it with like, how does this work as a narrative? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Our other songs are more angsty. I feel like propaganda and um, petty things are more like angry and angsty. Like, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, we have, like, we have a good mix of uh, like, positive and also not as positive. Yeah. Kind of angry songs. So. Yeah. You kind of got to work all corners of that field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Helps keep expectations a little like, hmm, we don't know which way they're gonna go yet. Exactly. Keep the audience at the edge of their seat. Always leave them wanting more. That's that's it. That's yeah. honestly that is really like exactly what I want to do. 
we so we've been playing shows and we have we have a six song set right now which is not a lot it's like we have, it's if you time it it's about 18 minutes with bullshitting <laughs> between a couple songs so <laughs> people are like oh we want to hear like you know a longer set and i'm like yeah but you want to hear a longer set you know that's yeah. that's what you want when we get off stage we want people to be like oh, i wish that they were playing more <laughs> yeah you know? if i we played it with a band that played like a 35 minute set and it's like all right like i'm i'm good like can we get like i want to hear something else you know i don't want anyone to feel that way when we get on stage they, i don't think they do that especially our new songs that we're writing too they're um no yeah, our, i feel i feel like our songs are are really good but they're also Bye. songs that I helped write. So. No, they're they're good. So. <laughs> <laughs> we write good songs. But you know, it's it's better to get on stage, punch the people in the face, and then get off. Yeah, true. Like and that. then people are like, "Oh wow, that was really good. I want that to happen again." Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I want to get punched up. again. Yeah. I want to punch me. Hit me again. <laughs> if you're playing to a crowd full of masochists. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that would be a hardcore show. <laughs> we do end with a like a hardcore. Did we end with like beat? kind yeah. of like a breakdowny kind of we, hardcore. We do beat, so. our little outro, thanking yeah. everyone for coming, and people think it's a song. And they every time people come up to us and they're like, "We thought that was going to be a song," and we're like, "No, that's just our outro." <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, sor- sorry. It's not on our uh, CD, but if you ever come to a show, you'll hear it. So yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Again, playing with expectations. Yes. You've been going as so far as a fake out ending. <laughs> well, a fake out beginning, really. But it's yeah. like yeah. you thought we were getting started. No, it's it's over. No, that's it. Not sorry. even a song. Yeah. yeah. We actually <laughs> end with disappointment. That's what it is. Oh, man. There's this idea I had of a band where it was like, we're going to release one song, and it's going to be like two minutes of just a build-up to a breakdown, and as soon as it ends, there is no breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, okay, we have that one, and then we form a totally different band, and then we just do a one-minute song where it's just nothing but a slamming breakdown. (laughs) Oh and it's gosh. like, okay, that was one band, this is another band, and then we're going to do a split, and we're just going to call it the, and we're just going to call it, like, I don't know, the whole thing. So it's like, side A will be the build-up, side B will be the breakdown. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep, so that was, uh, I don't know, kind of a pipe dream I had, but it's it's doable. It's like you want to listen to the full song. You got to subscribe to two different Bandcamp pages. <laughs> people would do it. Yeah, people would follow that. Honestly. Oh yeah, I think I'll do that with my band as like an April Fool's joke. Yeah. There we go. Okay, I'm keeping that. I'm compart. I'm compartmentalizing <laughs> that. <laughs> well, Eric's keeping stuff for himself. I've got a follow-up question to. <laughs> <laughs> To what you were talking about for your live shows. So, 18-minute set, uh, a band we were just talking about on the episode we were recording. Uh, shorter set, and, you know, I've noticed bands that have shorter sets will typically throw in a cover, right? A cover of something, uh, you know, some other band or whatever. It doesn't sound like you guys do because, okay, no. yeah, no. all right. Uh, would you consider it, and if you did, what is a 
song or a band that you would want to cover that would fit with what you're doing or something that you would kind of transform? We were talking about, you know, making the song your own because he was talking about the band doing a punk version of a Bob Marley track. We did an interview with somebody in your neck of the woods, Crazy in the Brains, just like two months ago. And, and that's something that Kristoff does is handfuls of covers, but he really makes it his own, even including like his own verse in, in those tracks. So what is something that, have you talked about it before? Because if not, then maybe you have no idea. But it, who is a band or what is a, a, a song that might fit that for you? So like every other practice we have, <laughs> someone is like, we should cover this song. And then they just like whip out a song. But it's every other week. Yeah. So we've gone from Newfound Glory, Gorilla Biscuits, The Distillers, H2O. Operation Ivy, H2O, Ranted Song. Um, Trixie Mattel. Trixie Mattel. <laughs> we've done, like there's so many different things that we've yeah. thought about doing. Um, would we do a cover? I don't, I, it's really just me. I personally she do not want to do it. like covers. Not that I like when another band does a cover, I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. But for me, for some reason, I don't want to play a cover. Don't, don't do a cover, why. do a reimagining. <laughs> <laughs> do a redo. <laughs> yeah, like, um, we talked about, we were going to do the song Video Games by... Uh, who did it originally? Lana Dela. I can't say her name. I always thought it was Lana, a Trixie Mattel. Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey, yeah. That was actually covered by Trixie Mattel. Who is we were going to speed uh, it up. She's a drag queen. Yes, I love That's her. That's awesome. <laughs> she, she redid the song, and like it sounds amazing, and, yeah. but it's country. And we were like, oh, we could just do this fast, yeah. and it would be a punk song. Yeah. And so we mm. thought about that, and like we kind of like mapped it. Like, I do... Um, we, uh, we like demo stuff out on my laptop and like we demoed it out and like it sounded Sound right. Cool. And, but we never actually did anything with yeah. it. But so that song we thought about doing, yeah. we never actually did it. That'd be fun. That'd be like, we think about doing a lot of stuff. I wanted to like do AFI, The Celluloid Dream. Oh, yeah, This Celluloid mm. Dream by AFI. I wanted to do that. It's a fabulous song and I would cover that. Yeah, but. But we won't. <laughs> I think there's a difference between the recording one, right? So you get you reimagine, you know, whatever you want to call it, cover, and you record it and put it on a release or right. compilation. There's a myriad of ways you can go with it once you record it. But there's a difference between doing that and then just playing it at a show. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, I, don't know I know that it's wrong. I just, I can't get out of my own way. Yeah. I don't know he suggested for the first time a Christmas song. Oh, yeah. Because okay. he loves Christmas. So he was like, oh, let's cover a Christmas song. And we were like, what? Wait, who is this guy? Yeah, I don't make sense, honestly. It doesn't make sense in my head either. I just... <laughs> if you're doing any shows in the next two months, you should totally be doing this song at at least one of those shows. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, if we get booked, I'll, I'll try to make it happen just for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I will look for it. Make sure you post a, a video of it. Yeah. That so, way, because uh, uh, I want to I see it. I want to hear it. <laughs> it's like... 
Yeah, and credit him in the lighter notes. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, I forgot to mention earlier, like I was, uh, I was getting at, Eric was keeping something for himself, something that I wanted to pass on to you, but I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, with your CD, your album, uh, the album cover's great. We talked about that. Eric mentioned the toilet theme that could continue on. <laughs> so the actual CD, because I was wondering where is your, I think the last time we, we did this, we were talking about your, you know, I don't want to call it a mascot, but like the, the skull with the dizzy look, yeah. right? And yeah, so I was wondering, where is it? But you look, and it's, uh, the, the skull's on the CD. the CD. Well, it's perfect yeah. for a toilet, right? Like if you had an open toilet, and then you had the skull there, and like the, the water's like swirling in the background, it just totally makes sense as to why the skull is dizzy. So the original idea... <laughs> The original idea for the CD was so. If you look at the at the album cover, our our drummer Nick is on the side and he he has his hand out with a, a rubber duck on it. Yes. Original idea for just the picture of the CD was a picture of just a toilet seat with rubber ducks around it, but we never actually took that picture. <laughs> so we just had to kind of like figure out what to do with the CD and it ended up just being a skull which I think it looks still looks, it still looks sick but it does yeah. I like the skull I remember we talked about it the, the first time we did this and I think that uh, the next time around or at some other point you know skull toilet swirling toilet skull I think that's a great idea yeah even oh, like a called? music video, like the you know, like a, the beginning of music videos or the end of music videos, where it's produced by, directed by, you know, those kind of type <laughs> of things, and it's kind of like a little That's intro cute. picture, and then you have like a what toilet with the skull moving around in the toilet for a brief okay. moment. It could be that. I don't, I don't, I don't hate that at all. I, think I pictured that the second you were talking. I pictured that. Yeah. So yes, yeah. that needs like to that. happen. <laughs> and then on the next album, just have it be like. A skull that is shaped like a toilet. It's like, there you go. It came together. Honestly, I feel like all of our credits are going to be like songs written by Half Dizzy, everything else written by Dustin and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're working with visionaries. Here. It's, it's co-creative. We're, we're as a group and we're brainstorming and ideas are developing here. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. I like that. We're, we're pretty good at this. We, we did an interview <laughs> with uh, Pete and Lou of Sick of It All, and we were discussing something right. they still haven't done yet, but a great music video for a Sick of It All song, and we brainstormed that idea while we were doing the interview. <laughs> That's pretty good. I yeah. like that. The idea was like uh, it, we interviewed them in the, in the middle of the pandemic, and they were talking about like how you know concerts weren't happening, and they're like, yeah, we're stuck at home, and then we're just... Uh, we're losing our minds. We want to play again. And it's like, yeah, people are like going to, uh, they were talking about doing shows at drive-in theaters. And I was thinking, mm. okay, so you just have like a, a concert projected on a TV screen. And then we're like, everyone is in the drive-in theater. And then a mosh pit breaks out demolition derby style. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that would be so That's funny. That's a great idea. It is a great idea, and Sick of It All has the right music for a demolition derby breaking out at a drive-in theater concert. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. The problem is, is it might be pretty expensive to do, so I, I recommended maybe getting an animated version because getting a lot of cars together and wrecking all the cars and maybe some safety issues and you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, unless, it you made a, unless you made like a, 
Unless you were like in good standing with the uh, people who ran demolition derbies. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a place out east by us who, uh, who do, they do that. People just bring these junk cars and you just smash them and get yeah, the Yeah, they enter. can just go to a demolition derby. Yeah, that'd probably be great. Set up a stage at a demolition derby. Yeah. Right? Give the people who own the cars like 20 bucks to put like oh, different logos on it of silly names or something. And yeah. there you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> smash them up. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you can do anything for 20 bucks. <laughs> well, if, for so, if somehow you run into Lou out there, just to, <laughs> just tell him that Dustin and Eric came calling. It's like, hey, how about that music video idea? <laughs> We're still waiting to see this video. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just probably respond with that. Who? <laughs> and next time we interview somebody from New York, we're going to tell them to hit you guys up and say, Where's the skull in the toilet at? We haven't seen it yet. That's so crazy. We were just talking about that. It's like the toilet bowl is a skull now. Yeah. That, that, that would just be funny. It's just like you, every time you lift up the lid, it's like you're scalping it. That'd be something, that'd be something I feel like Al Jurgensen would have in his house. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he had a penis-shaped sink. It was like, what out of toilet skull? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, would you expect anything else? Like, the guy was a madman. <laughs> Still is a madman, just slightly less so. <laughs> All right, well... What have we not covered? You, we, we know that you're going to, you're writing new songs. Uh, you just released an album, so not even going to ask, what's your release uh, schedule for the future? Just, uh, we'll look forward to the new songs when they come out, and people will look forward to hearing them at the shows. I'm sure you'll have at least some new stuff to play at your shows in February, so people would have stuff, that to look forward to. The new stuff is out now. It came out uh, October 21st. It all, everything came out October 21st. Right. What I mean is you were mentioning that you're writing new songs, so I don't want to ask about when okay. those may come right, out because you just had a brand new release. That's, it's a bit early for that. Okay. <laughs> it's like, get excited about what's out now. Exactly. But what I'm getting at is those new songs that you're writing, you might be playing those by February, and that would be awesome for any of the cities that you stop in, so people that get to go to those shows once you get them scheduled. That'd be great. And you have some time to figure out maybe like a tour cover. Like for that tour, what cover are you going to do? Why are you leaving <laughs> me to do a cover, me. man? Stop pressuring me. That was stupid. Just give into it. No, I don't want to just I'm just saying, you know, it was just a simple question initially, but it sounds like the rest of the band might want to do a cover. <laughs> they can't decide on what they want to do either. It's not just me. <laughs> just agree to cover all. <laughs> It's like, fine, fun. we'll do a cover. Oh! There, you happy? <laughs> yeah. That's it. All right, well, minus maybe doing a, uh, a Christmas cover. Uh, no covers are in the future. W anything else that we didn't cover that is in the future for Half Dizzy? <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn it. So our first, uh, our first track on the album is titled Propaganda. It's my favorite song. We just recorded a music video for that uh, like a month ago. 
Uh, we didn't get it back yet. We don't. There's no release date for it yet, but it will be coming out probably in about a month or so. Sweet. But it looks. I got like a small clip of it back from the guy who shot it, and it looks really good. And I'm really excited about that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I don't. I don't know what else we're doing. We yeah, we're gonna try to shoot a couple more music videos because yeah. we like visuals. They're fun. Yeah. <laughs> we live in like a content content world now, so we're like. Anything we can do, you know, yes. that uh, we can throw on social media, on YouTube, and all that stuff to get us more uh, listens. That's yeah. uh, what we're going to do. There's even, like, little programs you could do your own lyric videos. My band has been doing that. Yeah, we actually, we have, we just put out a lyric video, and we have two more that I have. I just have, we haven't released them yet, but we don't have any dates for them, but they will be coming out probably in, like, one. we'll, we'll, we'll release lyric video probably in, like, um, a week and a half or two, and then, you yeah. know, we're trying to keep a steady, like, week or two between each video release. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, um, even, even lyric videos, like, uh, some of them I've seen, there's, like, a lot of effort put into them where they just sort of function as their own proper music video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that. I, I know it takes a lot more effort and a lot more, uh, you know, capital to make that happen, but if <laughs> exactly. done well, it's like a yeah. I want to I want to go back and watch that again. The animation was just superb. Well, yeah, well, you know, hopefully we get people like our stuff. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we do. Uh, is there anything that we haven't covered? Then I think that's about it. I, mean, I think that's everything. Signed. Record release, video release, Ohio, or <laughs> trying to get on that summer show too. What was, what's that summer show? Did you want to talk about? Yeah, I just I just signed up for. I just submitted our music for um, Camp Punksylvania. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get on that. Cool. Yeah. I want. To, we want to get on like next year. We try to get on like more festivals and stuff. I feel like that's where it's at. Agreed. You know? Yeah. But uh, so we're gonna try to get on some of that next year and. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll have some more music and stuff and we will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever come out this far west, you know where to come. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Just uh, Yeah, just drop a line and we'll be here waiting. <laughs> oh good. We're glad that you're just waiting on us. Yes? <laughs> I know, with bated breath. I'm just counting down the days to a date that I don't even know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's it. Thank awesome. You. Well, thank you again for joining. Uh, congratulations on the new release, and we're going to play some more music. Thank cool. you. Thank right. you so much. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys.
never been happier. Man, those half Daisy tracks are awesome. Yeah, yes they are. I do love the, I still love what I brought up to Dan. Yeah, broken down and I've never been happier. I, I think you're missing something here, sir. <laughs> it's like, are you going to have a mid-cool in those songs? <laughs> Regardless, they are awesome songs. I love them both. I do, too. And the two that I was debating on playing, Propaganda and Conspiracy, also have their own way that they can go together. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they do. It's like, what is uh, Propaganda? Is it all Conspiracy? Mm, kind of. <laughs> That's awesome. We had a great time, and we hope you enjoyed it as well. Get out there, support them. Uh, they're going to be doing those shows in Long Island, but be on the lookout this uh, springish time. Uh, I guess it's late winter, early spring. February, nonetheless, uh, for that trek to Ohio and back. So mm. look, uh, be on the lookout for Half Dizzy. And yes, we are looking forward to seeing the dizzy skull spinning around a toilet somehow or another. <laughs> and then eventually, I would like to see the skull toilet. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? You have, a, you have a gimmick with your album covers. Make it, just run with it. Make right. the toilet your Eddie the Head. Right. And I mean Eddie the Head. Like I pointed <laughs> out, how that's, a, that's what people, uh, I don't know where, but they refer to the... When they say, I got to hit the head, right? Maybe it's a bit outdated, but hey, outdated is in now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was awesome. Go check out Half Dizzy. Go check out uh, Courtesy Flush. It's great stuff. Eric, we got to wrap up the show. What do you got for us? Oh, I got something. Much like uh, the Dead Kennedys track, I was reserving this particular song for a special occasion. And this occasion... I actually knew what it was going to be for. I wanted it to be around some big event surrounding a political movement or elections or whatever, and we just had our elections. We had the midterms. And did anybody look? Did anybody notice? Anybody care? Yeah, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I haven't really paid attention. I had the ballot, and it stayed at my uh, coffee table for months weeks but and I <laughs> a long never, time yeah a long time and I was like oh yeah I gotta do that yeah I'll do it later do it later and I just didn't end up voting but hey that's okay it's not like they're gonna it's not like they're gonna pull a Russia on me and just be like <laughs> you're transpiring against government why you no vote <laughs> oh god no but that's not that that's not the case I just simply plum forgot had really been paying attention to the uh to the candidates at all. And that's okay. I figure, like, uh, if I'm going to vote, I want to be as informed as possible. Right. Otherwise, I could just leave the ballot box empty. Right. It's true. Yeah. Will they still count it? I don't know what the fuck goes on over there anymore, but as if anyone ever did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's not the, not the point that I'm uh, trying to make, at least not yet, but the point that I'm, uh, I'm getting at. Yes, this song, I love it so much. It is just a very simple, short, blatant song that just says how much we despise the government. And they just, they just lay it all out on the line. And it only takes them about, what, a minute and a half? Yeah, about that. Yeah, about a minute and a half to say what they need to say. Everybody can listen. Everybody understands. And everybody, more or less, could 
get behind it or against it. And I've played this band on the show once before, and there is no other way to introduce them. I'm pretty sure that after I do, you know exactly what song is going to be playing. So, you know, the, this band may not have asked me to play it, but God damn it, I'm going to play it anyway, because they wrote it, and it's the truth. I fucking love this band. They are the best band ever, period. Ladies and gentlemen, Tenacious D. The government totally sucks, you motherfucker. The government totally sucks. Ben Franklin was a rebel indeed. He liked to get naked while he smoked on the weed. He was a genius, but if he was here today, the government would fuck him up his right GSA. Something about the government uh -huh. They're fucking up the environment They're taking all the fucking beautiful animals Yeah And making them fucking extinct oh, no. The government totally sucks, you motherfucker The government totally sucks The government totally sucks Cause the land of love and freedom Is just a baby's breath away and if we hold hands together, we can bring back the USA, the USA. motherfucker that was amazing you guys changed people's lives tonight i know it was so awesome yeah it was awesome compared to bullshit you call me a motherfucker oh <laughs> uh, yes i love tenacious d they uh what else can i say i mean i've watched the pick of destiny so many times that it lives in my head i could quote that front to back <laughs> lyrics and all there's one I think I even said this uh, the last time I played Tenacious D, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's funny. On a, on a ride back from uh, California, I played the Pick of Destiny album, and in between the songs, I would just quote the movie, do all the dialogue, and then when it came time for another song, all right, hit play. And then I just kept doing that the entire <laughs> ride back. Uh, it was a way to keep my passengers entertained. And they're like, yeah, you know what? I could do this. It's like a 10-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. so yeah, Tenacious D, government totally sucks. They lay it out on the line and just so bluntly, <clears throat> bluntly present their blatant disregard to the U.S., to the United States political system and the flaws that are happening with it. I mean, you can, you can put your little, uh, you can put any uh, points you want to make of your uh, general, uh, of your general disdain to the American government in a slew of $50 words and trying to make a point and just be incredibly, uh, just be incredibly stoic in your presentation. But Tenacious D, they point out like saying, hey, at the end of the day, we're all saying the same thing. The government sucks. Right. <laughs> you know, if you want the uh, transcribed edition, it's like, yes, 
we do not like the way that we are currently being politically represented as a country and as a people. So, and what would the forefathers think? One of our forefathers actually uh, legitimately smoked marijuana, not just inhaled, absorbed marijuana on multiple bases. And if they were to see that today, well, they wouldn't be as forgiving. They would not think so kindly on that. Right. And... No, they're more, they got other issues. They got to worry about profit. And there's not exactly a lot of uh, profit or financial gain in environmentalism. You know, who cares about the, who cares about the planet? Who cares about the air? Who cares about global warming or climate change? We got an oil rig to build. (laughs) And what about the animals? Yeah, they'll go extinct anyway. (laughs) Yeah. But at the end of the day, they just think, well, you know what, we the people have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for. And one of us may not be able to make a difference alone, but if we do some, you know, hands across America bullshit and just (laughs) revive that shit, we can actually take the government, overthrow it, or revitalize it in any way we think, just so we can have a more accurate representation of the United States of Americans. Right. So... And yeah, that's the, uh, <laughs> that is the uh, college graduate that majored in political science tra- <laughs> translation of that song. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Every time the elections come around, I always play this song like, yep, still totally sucks. <laughs> this song was released back in uh, uh, 06, 05, somewhere around there. Yeah, 06. And yet, yeah, 15 years later, not much has changed, Jack. Sorry. Right. Yeah, but at least they're still making music. At least that's the same. That's good. <laughs> and that they're still funny. I don't care. I'll argue to the nth degree what a uh, comedy masterpiece The Pick of Destiny is. It's just a stoner road trip comedy, but with good music. <laughs> and with Jack Black. I mean, enough said. <laughs> Cool stuff. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up with uh, new metal-ish. Yeah, there's no metal about them. Uh, but they do. not these days. <laughs> yeah, not these days. And even then, they, they had some of the, the hip-hop element, and so they played a lot with the new metal bands that kind of had that metal, hard rock, but hip-hop-like element, which a lot of defining characteristics of new metal. Not entirely, but a lot of. Well, also uh, funk metal. It's like you listen to uh, you listen to some of, uh, I mean, pick one of the new metal bands you played on this show, and right. you compare it to the likes of Faith No More or Red Hot Chili Peppers, they're not that far cry away from each other. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, they were always doing those, uh, they were always doing like a hip-hop style verses that you would just hear in a uh, in a simple rap song. But no, they were adding the rock element to it, a little harder than how Run DMC did it back in the day. Right. And arguably the Beastie Boys. They just made it a bit more on a digestible. Right. Because <laughs> even then, that stuff was still, back then, that stuff was still controversial. But Beastie Boys, that was like the hip-hop music for the metalheads. <laughs> and Run DMC is the hip-hop music for the rockers. <clears throat> And Red Hot Chili Peppers and uh, Faith No More, they were uh, hip-hop for the, God, I guess the weird kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, 311, I liked them a lot. First band, uh, first concert I ever went to, I talked about it last week, Deftones opened up for 311. This album 
The self-titled 311 had just recently come out. It came out July 11th of 95. That lets you know about when my first concert was before Eric was alive. Not by much, but a little bit. Ninety-five? <laughs> yeah. I was born in 94. I oh, was alive. Sorry. I was alive in 95, I tell you what. Right. And I went, yeah, so about a year. You were less than a year old. There you go. Yeah. I was up riding in little uh you know, those child back carriers to concerts with my parents. <laughs> you weren't at this one, but uh, maybe you saw them at some point. Maybe somebody else out there has. At the top of the show, I was talking about a band from Nebraska, 311. They're from Omaha, Nebraska. They did start in 88. Uh, prior to me going to the show, I hadn't heard their music off of the album Music, which was their first release, and Grassroots, which was their second release. This was their third release. My introduction to them, I really enjoyed it. School concert. I saw them a handful of more times by the 2000s where um, the majority of the music that I've been playing during this new metal era type is late 90s through like 2001, 2002. At that point, they had totally changed their sound in my opinion. But from that self-titled, here's one that gives you some of those new metal or hip-hop, rock, whatever you want to call it, elements. It's Don't Stay Home off of 311. Oh, no. 
after hearing that, you know, not that this is, I just came to this realization, but after hearing that, you can see, hear, decide that where they ended up, it's not too big of a reach. <laughs> what's it, yeah, what's weirdly enough also not too big of a reach considering the circumstances of their sound, it sounds like sublime minus the upstrokes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and also sounds like the uh, groundwork for bands like... Uh, for bands like Smash Mouth to stand on. Okay. Like, just sort of that weird, uh, that weird West Coast fucking uh, beach alternative sound, just uh, lingering into a uh, soft rock, but still, it's not soft, it's not post-grunge, but it's still digestible. Right, like, like I was trying to say, new metal-ish, because they have some of those hip-hop elements, but they're not that bad, there's, there's not hip-hop, uh, not hip-hop, I mean, there's not metal about them, right? But mm. they rock enough, you know, the, the rock portion, that they can play with uh, new metal bands such as Deftones and so forth. Yeah. At least in that era. You know, I, I listened to them way back when music, Grassroots, 311, Transition, and then Sound System uh, came out. By the time, like, Evolver... Uplifter and so forth, I was just kind of like, eh, you're not really my cup of tea at this point. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people still dig what they're doing, and they're still putting stuff out. Uh, But through that era, they were putting out music that could still be played with uh, on the same radio channels here in Utah anyway. And you can go to live shows and still see band like this, but playing with those other bands. And you're like, cool, this is awesome, I like it. Yeah. You could also say 311 also paved the way for Dirty Heads. Now that is ska, not not exactly ska, but reggae-infused hip-hop. Right. Yeah. But also I just will say that every time someone, uh, every time one of them white boy reggae guys talks about how much they love 311 or Dirty Heads or Slightly Stupid or something, I'm just uh, like Tommy Lee Jones in uh, The Fugitive. I don't care. (laughs) I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. (laughs) Right. 311 is my favorite band. Yeah, you get the picture. Well, that was 311. I'm getting ready to wrap up playing some new metal. Looking forward to playing other stuff. I don't really have a a theme or anything picked out. What's funny is I've been revisiting some some of the new metal bands I listened to when I was younger. Awesome. That was the... uh, then it worked. Yeah, <laughs> it <kidding>. worked. <laughs> no, it actually kind of did. I don't know. Maybe it worked subconsciously, but I'm like, you know, let me check out some of these bands that I haven't listened to in decades. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll laugh at it. And I was like, oh shit, there's a lot more songs on here that I remember quite fondly and actually think still hold up. This is weird. <laughs> but I will be, and I will be uh, playing some of those songs in the coming episodes as my non-punk picks. I wanted, to, I wanted to do one today, but, you know, circumstances being what they were, I had to opt for the Tenacious D song. It was, <laughs> God, what was it? It was critical. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like I'm going to be passing the, the new metal torch over to Eric Yep, for the generation that was a little too late for the new metal party and too early for the, I don't know, the deathcore party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, let's wrap up the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening all the way up to this point. 
Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, SLC, Punkcast.com. And I think we're on like Podvine or something now. We're probably all over the place. You can find us. Go check it out. You can find the bands on Instagram at Jigsaw Youth Band, at The Apathetics, at 18 Fevers. That's 18 Fevers. At Dead underscore underscore Kennedys, because it looks like it was two underscores, not one. And the same with System Restore at System underscore underscore Restore, because it looks like it's too big for just one underscore, but it doesn't actually give you like the little line to definitively say it was two. So I assume it's two. You'll be able to find those bands though. At Half Dizzy Band, at Tenacious D, at 311, and the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Yeah, just uh, two Instagram handles, and there are too many underscores. <laughs> At least I have two underscores, but they are spaced apart. <laughs> and that is my personal Instagram, at ScaryUncleEric, <laughs> ScaryUncleEric, underscore SLC. What the fuck? I'm even missing the underscore. That's Eric with a C, by the way. You can find my bands on Instagram, anonymous at anonymous underscore band official and the apathetics at theapathetics.slc. Take note of this, fuckers. <laughs> and you can find both of us on Facebook at anonymous SLC and at the apathetics. And our respective band camps, anonymous slc.bandcamp.com and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. You can follow my other podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. You can stream the episodes on anchor.fm. Uh, yeah, just type in Lead Melodies on anchor.fm or type it in on Spotify. I'd be there too. And follow SLC Hardcore on Facebook. Keep up with the shows that are, uh, that are coming up to Salt Lake and... And also, just in case one of our own is going out on tour, like to uh, plug the uh, tour dates in there, just to uh, spread the word, man. Awesome. Yep. Anything I don't cover here, I cover uh, on that page as well. You can find the bands on Facebook at Jigsaw Youth Band, at theapathetics.slc, at 18 Fevers, again, that's 18 Fevers, at Dead Kennedys, at the.system.restore, at Code X Red, at Half Dizzy Band, at Tenacious, just Tenacious. At official three eleven, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, uh, not entirely, but the, there was one thing where it was like uh, what I said about being late to the new metal party. It was like, yeah, the place where I'm at in a generation, it's sort of like an in-between. It's like too young to be a millennial, too old to be a Gen Zer. We are right there in the middle. The kids that were born in the 90s, we sort of like missed the heyday of all the new metal acts. <laughs> we actually came in right as they were getting big. Because, yeah, that's how I discovered Slipknot, how I discovered System of a Down, Linkin Park, Disturbed, the like. They were like top 40 radio station everywhere. Yeah, but I do listen with envy on when they say that, oh, I saw Deftones back, in, uh, back at the skating rink. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, we saw Hatebreed back at uh, DB8 and basically incited a riot. Nice. I'm like, okay, where, where are those days? But the point <laughs> is, those days may have been before my time, but my days are now, you know, I just, gotta, I just had to get involved with the uh, current local scene. And now I have some... Some things that will become bragging rights in due time. So, I guess the point of the, I guess the point of the thing is, it's like, you may have just barely slid under the garage door before it closed, but at least you made it to the party. Just enjoy it before it dies down. Play the fucking outro. Uh-huh.